0: Hola amigos, hey this is Mike Adams, Health Ranger here, from Newstarget.com. And Today I'm bringing you news from the world of ADHD, because scientists claim they have found a difference in the brains of children with ADHD versus normal children, as they put it. The brains of these children who have been diagnosed with ADHD were scanned with an MRI machine. They compared 40,000 different points in their brains looking for signs of thickness in the brain tissue. And they discovered that the brains of children diagnosed with ADHD were a little behind schedule in growing. Yep, you heard that right. They said they're about three years behind the brains of other children. Everything else is normal, they said, and if they wait three years... Those children will turn out just fine. The brain will catch up, they say. Now, who is they? Dr. Philip Shaw from the National Institutes of Health, which is part of the National Institute of Mental Health. They're the ones who did this research, and this research has been making the rounds in mainstream media. You hear stories about it all over the radio. I heard one on National Public Radio today. It just blew my mind. I'll tell you why in a minute, headlines in newspapers and magazines, TV news, cable news networks all across the country, they have experts on there now claiming that ADHD is a physical disease or something wrong with the brains of these children. Hmm. Well, apparently they forgot to look at the research that came out just two days before. You know what that research shows? It was a team of American scientists researching what's called the Multimodal Treatment Study of Children with ADHD. And that's MTA for short. That's short for the Multimodal Treatment Study of Children. They found that the drugs are useless over a long term. The drugs used to treat ADHD such as Ritalin and Concerta. Are useless. They have no benefits whatsoever after three years. And even though they may show some short-term benefits, depending on who's watching and depending on their judgment of the child's behavior, the truth is there's no long-term benefit whatsoever. But here's the most important part. They found that these drugs stunt the growth of children. That's right. The children were shorter were lacking in physical development. They weren't growing as much as other kids in terms of both their height and their weight, said the report's co-author, Professor William Pelham from the University of Buffalo. He also said, quote, I think we exaggerated the beneficial impact of medication in the first study. He's referring to a study they did a few years ago where they declared that these drugs were helping children. He continues to say, we had thought that children medicated longer would have better outcomes. That didn't happen to be the case. The children had a substantial decrease in their growth rate. And the second point was that there were no beneficial effects, none whatsoever, no benefits to children taking these drugs. What they didn't say in the results of this study is that the same drugs also stunt the growth of the children's brains. Now, that's my assessment of the situation. Having studied this issue for several years and knowing that this drug is stunting the development of the children, it's very reasonable to conclude that it also stunts the growth of their brains. And guess what? This new study, the first one I mentioned, actually proves it. Because these MRI brain scans of children's brains that found that these brains were three years behind schedule in development. You know what that study actually proved? It proved that these medications stunt the brain growth of these children. Because guess what? 80% of the children who were looked at with those MRI scans were on ADHD medications. That's right. All that study did was prove that medication stunts the growth of children's brains. Amazing, isn't it, how lousy the science has become out there in the world of ADHD when they're trying to push these drugs onto parents and children's and school administrators. They come up with anything. They actually take a bunch of healthy children. They invent a fictitious disease. Then they come up with a chemical called speed. It used to be called speed when it was sold on the street as a street drug. They give it to the children It harms the children, stunts their growth, causes their brains to develop more slowly. Then they stick these kids under an MRI machine, run some brain scans, and announce to the world that, oh my goodness, ADHD children have smaller brains that are behind schedule. How amazing is that? It doesn't take a genius to figure out what's really going on here. This is science that's so bad. I remember when I was taking a science course in college, One of the first lessons we had was how to interpret statistics and how to watch out for correlations that might not be causations or how to make sure that you don't have mistakes in reaching conclusions with your data. This is a classic mistake. It's the drug that's causing the slow brain development. And all the MRI scans are doing is proving that the drugs are harming the children. Notice they didn't take children who weren't on the drugs and put them under an MRI machine and scan their brains. You know why? Because their brains would be normal. They had to take children who were doped up on speed and put them under the machines in order to get these results. Also notice that they didn't do this study before children started being dosed with the drugs. They didn't say 20 years ago, oh, wow, suddenly children are having this so-called disease called ADHD. Let's stick them under a machine and see if there's anything wrong with their brains. They didn't do that because if they had, they would have found there's no difference. Nothing wrong with these children. Nothing wrong other than probably their diet. little too much refined sugar. Too many food additives. In fact, that reminds me of the study, the Southampton study in the U.K., It showed that additives cause hyperactivity in children within an hour after consumption. That's right, food additives, especially the artificial colors. Made from coal tar derivatives and synthetic chemicals. You feed these to children and guess what? Within an hour, you get hyperactive behavior. Gee, what a surprise. Is there anything wrong with that kid's brain? No, there's something wrong with that kid's parents, probably, who keep feeding him or her all of these chemical food additives. There's probably something wrong with the school administrators who keep dishing out school lunches that contain food items made with these toxic chemicals. Maybe those people should have their brains scanned. And as long as we are talking about brain scans and talking about retarded neuron development, I think the only people... In this whole study, who probably have brains that are behind schedule are the researchers who announced these conclusions. These people have stunted brain development. There's no question about it. Because how on earth could they not have realized that the only thing they did with these MRI scans was prove that these drugs stunt neural development in children? How could they not have considered that? They must be on crack. Or maybe in this case amphetamines, because that's what they're giving to the children. Maybe these researchers are really ADHD kids who were treated with these drugs, and then they grew up with stunted brains, and now they've gotten involved in the research, and they've drawn these conclusions and made these announcements. And of course, the editors at places like National Public Radio probably were also on the same drugs because they ran the story as if it was fact, didn't question it one bit. No one out there in the mainstream media questioned this. They didn't say, gee, could it be that the medication caused the stunted growth in the brains of these children? Could that be? Nope, didn't question it at all. No skepticism anymore when it comes to psychiatry or big pharma. And you know why, of course, because they have an agenda to push. Gotta keep pushing these drugs onto more children got to keep those parents in a state of fear. That's how they sell more drugs. Got to keep people believing in this fictitious disease. That's the only way they're going to make money. This is an industry that makes money by exploiting the bodies of children. And the evidence is very clear. Even the NIH is now saying that these drugs stunt the growth of children. That's a scientific fact announced by a mainstream medical research organization. This isn't fringe science. This isn't alternative medicine. This isn't conjecture, conjecture on the part of some person who has an axe to grind with psychiatry. This is mainstream medicine announcing that this stuff stunts the growth of children. How could it not stunt the growth of their brains? How could it not Now, when I was listening to a report on this issue on National Public Radio just the other day, a woman called into the show, and she asked a very good question. She says, hey, I'm an adult who has been diagnosed with ADHD. Is my brain also stunted in its growth? And do you know what the reply was? They had a doctor on that show, one of the doctors that does news reporting for National Public Radio kind of the in-house idiot there who has no training in nutrition, doesn't understand a thing about health, but knows all the disease names and all the chemical names. You know what this doctor told that woman? He said, well, researchers aren't sure, but they suspect that your brain, Now he's talking to the woman caller, they suspect that your brain may be behind in its development too, and that eventually your brain will catch up, and then you'll be fine." But right now, if you've been diagnosed with adult ADHD, your brain growth may be a little behind schedule. That's what he said to this woman. I'm thinking, are you kidding me? Is this, is this guy really saying this on the air? Like attached to his name and everything? You've got to be a complete idiot to come up with that. If you say that ADHD is a disease where children lag behind a few years in developing their brains... And if you read the research that they said, they said, well, well, the the brain cortex of children reaches peak thickness at an average age of 10.5 years for those ADHD children compared with age 7.5 years in normal children. That's what came out of the research. And this guy is talking to a woman who calls in who's probably in her 40s. And he's saying, even in your 40s, you're probably still a few years behind. Are you kidding me? Where does he come up with any evidence for this? Nowhere. He pulled it out of his hat. Indeed, he did. He just made that up right there on the air. Just made it up. Had no evidence whatsoever, not even any logic behind it. No reason to say that other than the fact that in order to keep up the illusion that this disease has something to do with slow brain development, they had to make an excuse To say, oh, why are they diagnosing adults with this disease? They had to come up with a reason, another fictitious reason. And this is all they could come up with. This guy, this doctor on the radio, on the spot, this is all he could think of. Oh, well, your brain must be behind too. (laughs) They are reaching deep, aren't they? What they will come up with. it's It's like catching a politician in a lie. And then that politician has to keep the lie going. And then the lie gets more and more outrageous every time he repeats it, tells it to a different group in a different city when he's touring around trying to get elected. This is what the ADHD industry is like. It's like they have to carry on this outrageous lie and they can't really tell the truth because then the whole house of cards would collapse and everybody would realize this is all one giant fraud. They can't do that. So they have to keep coming up with new lies to try to market this to more people. First, it was just a children's disorder. Then the drug companies realized, gee, we could sell this same speed drug to adults, couldn't we? I mean, think about it. Children are only a small part of the total market. What if we could convince adults that they too have ADHD, then we could sell this drug to them also. So they came up, with a test, that's right, a test, a paper test to try to convince adults that they had ADHD. And you know what this paper test is made of? It's a few questions, a few questions like, hmm, do you feel like you're juggling too many things in your day? Do you have too much on your mind or too many projects that you can't finish? Do you feel like the stresses of modern life are distracting you? Do you have trouble finishing projects or trouble concentrating on your work? These are the kinds of questions they asked. Well, it turns out that virtually everyone has ADHD according to those questions. This is what they use to diagnose adults. See, there's, there's no test. There's, there's no blood test. There is no body chemistry test. There's no MRI scan. There's nothing physically wrong, nothing chemically wrong. They just take a test and it turns out that 80% of American adults who take this test end up diagnosed with ADHD, 80%, four out of five adults that walk into this room and answer these questions, get slapped with a label, you're ADHD. Gee, what a quick quack diagnosis, isn't it? Drag a bunch of adults into a room, tell them they have a disease and then give them a drug. That's what this industry is all about. And now they have to back this up and they have to say, well, gee, adults must have slow brain development too because they can't think of any other reason to justify their fictitious disease. So they're just dragging this stuff out of nowhere, out of absolutely nowhere. Even Dr. Philip Shaw, who's the 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 head researcher on this study at the NIH, his quote, which was published on Reuters about this, he says, quote, what I wouldn't take away from this study is just sit and wait three years and your kid will be okay, he said. In other words, he's saying that even though his own research shows that the brain development of these children is three years behind, he's saying that your children won't just grow out of it. He's saying, in fact, They need to be treated with chemicals or he's implying that. And how do we know that? Because he follows it up. He says, quote, we need, we know ADHD is a real problem for children and their families and the schools, and it does need treatment. Now, treatment is the word that this industry uses for marketing. When they say treatment, what they mean is get out your wallet. And when they say too many children are going untreated, what they mean is not enough kids have bought our drugs not enough parents have given in, that not enough prescriptions have been written. When they say that more more children need treatment, that's what they mean, that they need to sell more drugs. They've managed to change the language. They've managed to phrase all of this so that their marketing campaigns sound like compassionate public health campaigns. Oh, we care about these children so much that we have to sell them our overpriced monopoly prescription drugs that used to be sold as street drugs and would in fact get you arrested for a felony if you sold them to a kid. And that's how they bypass those signs in front of the schools that say this is a drug-free school zone. They go right over that sign, they jump that fence, get into the administrator's office, get into the heads of the teachers, counselors, get them to start prescribing drugs or pushing them onto those children. And then they come up with this, with this self-reinforcing MRI scan to say that there's a difference in brain development. Well, of course there is. These kids have been on speed. You take a bunch of crack babies and you put them in the same MRI machine, you're going to see something wrong with their brains too. Make no mistake about it. You take a bunch of heroin junkies, you put them in that machine, yeah, same thing you're going to get some strange-looking results. It doesn't mean that they had some disease that was treated with heroin or crack and that the disease caused the brain problem. No, it means that the drugs they're taking were the most likely cause of these problems. (laughs) Okay, so let's get back to the doctor with the study at the university. I'm sorry, the multimodal treatment study of children. The report's co-author... I mentioned earlier, Professor William Pelham at the University of Buffalo. Let me give you another quote from him. He's the one who who found out that these drugs don't help children at all in the long run. And he says, quote, In the short run, medication will help the child behave better. In the long run, it won't, and that information should be made very clear to parents. Then Dr. Tim Kendall, the Royal College of Psychiatrists, He's a guy who's working on some new guidelines about ADHD for the NHS. He says, quote, a generous understanding would be to say that doctors have reached the point where they don't know what else to offer. He says, I hope we'll be able to make recommendations that will give people a comprehensive approach to treatment. There's that word treatment again. And that will advise about what teachers might be able to do within the classroom when they're trying to deal with kids who have difficult problems of this kind. I think the important thing is we have a comprehensive approach that doesn't focus on just one type of treatment. Good for him to dare to say that we have to have a comprehensive approach. Well, I got a solution for you that's comprehensive. How about nutrition? How about this? How about we stop poisoning our children with processed foods and chemical additives in those foods? How about we stop poisoning the brains of our children by dosing them up on speed? There's an idea for you. You know, we could cure children of this so-called behavioral disorder by doing two things, making the kids healthy and making education a lot more interesting. These kids don't have attention deficit problems. You set those young boys down in front of a Wii or an Xbox or a PlayStation, they can pay attention for about 12 hours straight. They don't even pee or eat. They sit there in front of that machine on that TV and they can they can focus and master a game. You go out and find a game called Guitar Hero. Put a 13-year-old boy in front of that game. You got the whole weekend done. Whole weekend focus on that one game. That kid will master that game with hand-eye coordination. All kinds of skills being learned in playing that game Guitar Hero. That kid will be a genius in that game by the end of the weekend. He goes back to school on Monday, bored out of his mind. Why? Education is pretty darn boring. The way it's done today in most schools, I know there are exceptions. And my hat's off to those teachers who make learning fun. I had a few of those in my educational experience, but by and large, most of them were boring as heck. History, American history... Just a series of names and dates to memorize and regurgitate on a paper so that you can be called smart to say that you know history because you've memorized a bunch of stuff? Are you kidding me? That's not an education, and that's not interesting. No wonder these kids can't pay attention. Education needs to be experiential. These kids learn in a multitude of ways. It's not just auditory through a lecture, or it's not just visual through a book. These kids need to learn hands-on. They need to learn in a 3D space. They need to be able to move their bodies as they learn. That's why Guitar Hero works, friends, because they're moving. They're jamming out on these guitars, these video game guitars. They're moving their body. Mind, body, connection is solid. They're focused. They're learning. They master that game. We need to make public education more fun like that. I mean, let's face it. Come on. This riddling game... This is really about making students easier for teachers to handle. It's about society not being willing to handle the energy of young children. And instead of letting these children express that creative energy in a variety of ways, instead of giving them a useful outlet for that energy, they want to turn our kids into zombies. And you would think with a drug called speed that it would actually make them more hyper, right? But no, it has the opposite effect. It's called speed, but it makes them mellow. And you can ask any ex-junkie who used to take that drug, they'll tell you the same thing. Now, I remember when I was in the third grade, elementary school, we had a baseball star come in and give a a lecture about being hooked on drugs. He, uh, He was a baseball star, played for the Kansas City Royals. And he had been busted taking drugs. And part of his sentence was community service. He had to go into the schools all over town and talk to the kids about how terrible an experience it was being hooked on drugs. He came in and he told us how he was hallucinating and what these drugs did to him and his sleep habits and how they harmed his life and his health. I was really impacted by that speech, but today, guess what? Might as well have drug reps going into that school telling children how good speed is for them, because that's basically what's going on. The drug reps go in and talk to the administrators, talk to the counselors, and they brainwash those people, and then those people talk to the children and say, you need these drugs. In one generation, we've gone from telling children, just say no to drugs, to Just take this pill and then you'll be healthy. One generation. Now we have a new generation of children who are being raised on speed. Worse yet, they've been given a label, a label of a disease. They've been told that they are abnormal. Why? Because they have a whole lot of energy. Because they can probably do 50 things at once. It's quite a skill. I've mastered it as an adult, personally, I can do 50 things at once and I don't have any disease. I have incredible creativity. I have fantastic mental focus. I can read a book a day if I want to. I can photo read 10 books a day, Learning multiple languages as an adult, much better than I ever could as a child. If I were to walk into any of these psychiatric centers, they would diagnose me with ADHD. No question about it. Why? Because I'm doing a lot of things at once fits their pattern. That's what these kids are doing. They can do a lot of things at once. You say they can't calm down? Of course they can't. They're too excited to be alive. They got stuff to do, stuff to learn, stuff to touch, hear, feel, taste, experience, stuff to categorize in those brains. Those brains are working. And if you take them off those junk food additives, those brains will work even better. We got to start looking at at the the gem of what's in these kids' heads. That brain is a gift. And that brain needs to be cultivated, not shut down with drugs. This is a disgrace to the next generation, what we're doing to our children. This is disgusting. In fact, I've often described it as a crime against humanity. That's what I really believe it is. I believe that this is a type of chemical castration to these young children, that we are damaging their brains, and now the MRI scans prove it. We're damaging their brains. We are stunting their growth. We are creating a generation of mutants because we're putting them all on speed. And the industry has said, well, we're not treating enough of them. They've said, there are kids still out there who don't have treatment. We must treat them all. I read an article recently where the estimates were that only a third of the kids who have ADHD are currently, quote, receiving treatment. The implication in this article was that they needed to put three times as many kids on these drugs as there are now. Think about that. That would put the number at at well over 10 million kids in the United States being put on speed. (laughs) Wow. A nation of drugged children. Stunted growth. What other side effects might we learn about this in the years ahead? Nobody knows. The researchers certainly don't know. This is all one giant experiment using our children as guinea pigs. This is a giant marketing experiment designed to generate profits, to scare people into believing in a fictitious disease, to label children with a fictitious disease name that they will carry with them for the rest of their lives. Make them a victim of a system of medicine that has no purpose other than to extract profits from bodies. Because ADHD won't be the first label they'll get. No way. Perhaps the side effects of these drugs will cause liver damage and then they'll get another disease name, liver disease. Then after liver damage is in place for a long period of time, they'll have toxicity in their blood, and that might cause heart disease. It might cause sleep disorders. It might cause depression. And guess what? Big Pharma has a drug to treat all of those too. What are the odds? Just imagine a lifetime of popping pills, one side effect after another, and it all starts with a fictitious diagnosis based on nothing but the opinion of a psychiatrist who has most likely been bribed by the drug companies themselves. Try to find a psychiatrist practicing today who isn't taking money from big pharma. Just try to find one. Try to find a decision maker at the FDA who isn't financially involved with the pharmaceutical industry is so bad that the FDA recently announced they were going to limit the amount of bribery allowed by the panel members who make the safety decisions for the FDA. You see, before, there was no limit to the amount of bribery allowed. The FDA believed two things. They believed, number one, that there should be no limit, and number two, that none of this should be made public. In other words, no one needed to actually declare any conflict of interest nor declare how much money they had been receiving from pharmaceutical companies. These are the people sitting on the boards making the decisions for the FDA about which drugs to approve or reject. Of course, all the high-profit drugs got approved. Well, now the FDA has decided to clean up its act a little bit and limit the amount of bribery to $50,000 a year per person sitting on the panel. How's that? How's that for integrity? This is an agency so corrupt, so steeped in dishonest practices that it believes integrity means limiting bribery to $50,000 a year per person sitting on these panels. And these are the drugs we're talking about here. These are these are the people making the decisions on drugs like Ritalin. Here's another fact you probably don't know. Most drugs that are prescribed to children... Have never been tested for either safety nor effectiveness in children. Never been tested. Antidepressants, for example, commonly prescribed to children. There are millions of children in this country who are on antidepressant drugs, SSRIs. They're called selective serotonin reuptake inhibitors. They're the ones that have been linked to suicides, to violent behavior, violent thoughts. Many of these have been banned for use in children in other countries, including the UK, but here in the United States, perfectly okay to prescribe them on children, even though they've never been tested on children, never, not one shred of evidence that they're safe on children, not one. This whole system of medicine that the FDA claims is the quote gold standard of medicine, this whole system, it's a sham. There's, there's no real evidence behind most of what goes on. And the evidence that you do see, a lot of it's just been fudged, fraudulently created in order to achieve some level of cover so that the corrupt officials who have been bribed making decisions at the FDA can go ahead and put their rubber stamp on that drug and approve it and release it into the marketplace. And that's when the grand experiment really begins. That's when we start seeing, hmm, what happens when you unleash this drug onto a population that has never really been tested for? And we're just now starting to learn the answers to that question. One of the answers that we've just learned is that these drugs for ADHD stunt the growth of children. We know that now. What else might happen? Might it cause them to be unable to reproduce down the road? What if it stunts the growth of, say, sperm development as these children become men? What if it interrupts the development or the release of eggs in the ovaries? What if it causes reproductive problems? What if we are, in fact, creating a generation of children who can't reproduce? We don't even know if that is the case or not. We won't know for many more years because this is a grand experiment. No one knows. No one can tell you that's safe. No one could tell you that, that the, the scenario I just described can't happen because they don't know. Never been tested. Psychiatric drugs only have to be tested for a few weeks, sometimes as little as six weeks before they are released onto the public and could be prescribed for a lifetime. That's right. This is, this is true. You can Google this and find it yourself. The FDA has rules about this. And the rules state that psychiatric drugs, even those for schizophrenia, only need to be tested for a few weeks. And then they can be released to the public. And they can be prescribed for years or decades. So how do they know that these drugs are safe for use over a period of years or decades? They don't know. No one knows. Now you, if you're a parent, if you allow your child to be put on these drugs, then you are giving up your power and you are in a sense playing the role of a servant to this industry. You are giving up your money You are compromising the health and safety of your child if you do that. But you say, well, my my child has behavioral problems or he's difficult in school or the teacher has told me that that I should put him on Ritalin. What What do I do? It's real simple. Change the kid's diet. Take all the processed foods out of his diet. Take away the food additives, the artificial colors, artificial flavors, processed sugars. Take all that out. Fill his diet with wholesome foods, fresh produce, superfood nutrients. I got one for you. Emerald Balance. There's a product. They have, they have another product made for kids. It's called X Balance. It's chocolate flavor. Kids love it. It's loaded with superfoods. You can blend it up into some chocolate milk or some kind of superfood drink. Give your kid one of those every day. It'll change his life. Symptoms of ADHD will vanish usually within just a couple of weeks, once you change their diet. This is not difficult stuff. Take the aspartame out of their diets. Stop, stop feeding them soda and diet soda. Put wholesome foods and nutrition back into their diets. They will change. And they'll do better in school. And they'll resist infection. And they'll be far less likely to ever be diagnosed with diabetes, or cancer, or heart disease, you will in fact be creating a very positive future for that child by changing their nutrition today. That's how you eliminate so-called behavioral disorders, for the most part, 80% success rate within a couple of weeks, just by changing what they eat. Very simple. This is not complicated. You see, here's why. The brain is a physical organ. The brain needs blood, and it needs oxygen, and it needs blood sugar to operate. In fact, the brain uses up a whole lot of oxygen and blood sugar. Brain burns up some calories. It's that big CPU on top of those shoulders. And the body invests some real resources in keeping that brain active. Because, of course, the brain is our main advantage. That's why our species has flourished, at least by some measures. (laughs) We've at least been able to populate the planet. We haven't really taken care of it, but we've been very successful at spreading, and we did that because our brains worked better than the other animals, the other mammals on this planet with which we were competing. So the brain takes a lot of energy, a lot of resources. Well, the brain runs on what's in your blood, right? The blood is pumping fuel to your brain, and the blood is removing metabolic waste materials from the cells in your brain, right? So the brain is a physical organ, and that means whatever's in your blood is affecting the functioning of your brain. It makes sense, right? You drive up to a gas station to put fuel in your car. You have three grades of fuel to choose from. You've got your regular. You've got your premium and your super premium, right? Three grades of fuel. What's the difference between those grades of fuel? Performance. You put in a higher octane fuel. You're going to get more mileage per gallon out of that car because there's there's just more energy in that fuel. Well, you wouldn't drive up to a gas station that had budget fuel for your car. Budget fuel, 50% water and 50% gas. Would you put that in your car's gas tank and then expect to drive away and have great performance out of your car? Even if that gas were say half the price of all the other gas? Of course not. No one would do that. But what do we do with our children? We feed them junk food, cheap processed junk food that lacks the nutrients the brain needs to operate at high performance. It's like putting water in your gas tank and then expecting the car to work correctly. It won't it won't work that that well. You have to feed the brain the nutrients that it needs. It needs essential fatty acids, it needs DHA, it needs omega three oils and vitamins and minerals and all of these plant based phytonutrients from things like berries and microalgae, spirulina, chlorella, all of these superfoods, even cacao. The brain needs these nutrients if you want it to run at high performance. It only makes sense. So you want a child's brain to work correctly? Feed the brain right. That means getting the right nutrients into the blood. And you know, the human body has a very cool system for getting the right nutrients into the blood. It's called digestion. It's called eating it or drinking it, get that stuff down your throat, all that, all that good nutritional stuff, high-density superfoods, and guess what? The digestive system will take those nutrients, it'll pull them out of those foods, and it'll put them into the bloodstream, and then the heart will pump that blood right to the brain. The brain will absorb that, and whoa, wham, the brain's working. Suddenly, it's working right. This is not rocket science to figure out. This is kind of common sense common sense that is completely missed by the whole system of organized medicine today. Psychiatry has no clue about the link between nutrition and brain health. They imagine it doesn't even exist. They think that all behavioral disorders are a result of some kind of brain chemical imbalance that has to be corrected with an artificial synthetic chemical put into the body. It's ridiculous. Your brain has everything it needs to operate perfectly And so does the brain of every child born in this country. It has everything it needs to operate perfectly, barring, of course, some really bizarre birth defect where they were born without half a brain or something. That's the rare exception, maybe one in a million. Everybody else has everything they need. They just need to feed that brain correctly. Give it the nutrients that it needs and stop poisoning that brain. Stop poisoning it with toxic food additives that you find in manufactured foods. Stop poisoning it with all the toxic chemicals that you find in personal care products today. Stop poisoning it with environmental chemicals. That's the key. You want to keep the brain healthy? You want to see it work? Give it the nutrients it needs. Stop poisoning it with toxic chemicals. And for goodness sake, give it some water. You know the brain is at least 75% water? Many of these kids are just dehydrated. That's why they can't think, because the brain doesn't have the liquid in there. It needs the water. The neurons won't work right without the water. And instead of drinking water, they're chugging down processed juices and sodas and sugary drinks. That stuff like Insure and Slim Fast and those infant formulas that are made with about 50% sugar. And I'm not exaggerating. I saw one that's 42.6% corn syrup solids plus 10.5% sugar. You put that together, that's over 52% refined sweetener. This is a baby formula sold at Walmart. <laughs> it's And it's half sugar. Unbelievable. And this is what parents are feeding their kids too. Guzzling down that Gatorade. It's sugar water with artificial colors and some salt in it. That's what Gatorade mostly is. Why are we feeding our kids this stuff? Girl Scout cookies contain partially hydrogenated oil, which contain trans fatty acids, which promote heart disease. Read the labels on this stuff, folks. You will be shocked to find out what's in it. But once you do, you'll know then the real reason why children might have some Behaviors that someone could interpret as a disease because their diets are messed up. Their nutrients are atrocious. They're not getting enough water and they're certainly not getting right nutrition. You turn that around, you turn around the health of these children. What they definitely do not need is speed. They definitely do not need amphetamine drugs on top of their malnourished state. You take a child that's dehydrated, that's suffering from numerous nutritional deficiencies, and then you you feed that kid amphetamines. Of course you're going to see stunted development of their brain on an MRI scan. Of course. Why would you expect anything else? You would have to be insane to expect anything else. Of course it's going to harm those kids. Why has it come to this in this nation? You ever wonder that? How? How did it get to this point? To where our children are now guinea pigs being drugged up instead of being fed correctly? Why is it that these companies are pushing infant formula made with sugar, but they denounce breast milk? Why is it that that sunlight is being discredited? And these companies that sell sunscreen want you to coat your children with sunscreen chemicals rather than allow them to have decent exposure to the sunlight, which would generate vitamin D, which would improve brain function, improve immune function, prevent cancer, improve blood glucose metabolism to help prevent obesity and prevent type 2 diabetes and so on. Why has it come to this? There's one answer to all this. It's the common thread that runs through everything I've said here, and that is the profit motive of corporations these corporations are out of control and they're behind all of this they're the drug companies and the food companies and sometimes it's the same company they want to exploit the body the bodies of your children just to make money that's all there is to it they don't care who dies who's harmed they don't care about ethics they don't care about the environment they don't care what happens. When these drugs are eliminated from the body and get flushed downstream and enter the aquatic ecosystems of our planet, they don't care about that. They don't even think about that. Not concerned. They don't care about any of the impacts of what they do as long as they can keep people alive long enough to make sure they keep buying their drugs. And that's it. And they will market these drugs to anyone, infants, children, adults, senior citizens, They'll market them to people who don't need them. They'll even just invent diseases and market those diseases and they will buy off anybody they need to buy off. They'll buy off the psychiatry, they'll buy off FDA officials, they'll buy off the media with advertising money. They'll pay money to anybody they have to pay to get this message out and get this propaganda cemented in the minds of the American consumer. Because once that happens, they know they can push these drugs for at least a generation before someone will finally catch up with them and expose this whole sham for what it really is. You see, Big Pharma is a lot like Big Tobacco used to be. They're selling a product they know harms people, and they're distorting all the science to try to cover it up, and they're buying off everybody to keep this gimmick going for as long as they can. They're buying off the the lawmakers, they're buying off the regulators, and they're buying off the media, and they're buying off scientists, and the ones they can't buy off, they intimidate. We've documented numerous cases of that kind of intimidation of scientists on our website, Newstarget.com. That's where I encourage you to go to learn more about this issue. Stay informed, stay empowered, and stay skeptical. Don't believe what you hear in the mainstream media. It's all influenced by this corporate agenda because the media takes money from these companies. How do you think they pay their bills and their salaries? They take money from pharmaceutical companies who are pushing these drugs on the children. So you can't trust their information. You can only now trust information from independent sources. That's it. Sources like the Environmental Working Group online or the Organic Consumers Association or sites like mine newstarget.com. That's where you can get information that you can trust. Because I've got nothing to sell you here other than ideas. I don't sell nutritional supplements. I don't make any money on nutritional supplements. I don't sell drugs. Only thing I sell is information. You can buy books on my website. You can buy audio programs if you want. But guess what? Those same audio programs are also available for free. So the only thing I I have to offer you are ideas and information. And I hope you've enjoyed this information. I hope you've found value in it. I feel passionate about this. I think what's going on in America today is a crime against our children. And I hope that the Justice Department would round up a bunch of law enforcement officers and march into the offices of these drug companies and start making arrests. These people should be tried for their crimes against the children of this country. There should be a massive public hearing and a prosecution attempt against the CEOs of these drug companies and the corrupt officials at the FDA and the people in psychiatry who are committing these crimes, allowing them to happen. These people should all be held accountable for their actions in harming our children. And we don't even know what the final cost of this is going to be down the road. If these drugs stunt the growth of these children right now and cause their brains to to develop more slowly than normal children... What will be the long-term consequences here? We don't even know. Maybe someday we'll find out. Maybe someday there will be prosecutions, maybe even convictions against some of these people. But first, we have to have the will to move in that direction as a society. We have to stand up and say, what's going on today is wrong. That turning the bodies of these young children into chemical profit centers is morally wrong, ethically wrong, It's wrong in terms of health policy. It is wrong in so many ways that even this hour isn't enough to talk about them all. We've got to be willing to do that in society. Now you can learn more about this at Newstarget.com and also if you want to hear more Health Ranger reports I've got them on numerous topics not just topics that I'm outraged about but also topics like how to prevent disease, how to enhance bone mineral density, how to really lose weight without using gimmicks or stupid weight loss pills that don't work. I've got programs on all those things. I've got a six CD course available at truthpublishing.com. Very reasonable price for these health ranger reports because I want to give you the opportunity to listen to these in your car while you're commuting or while you're driving your kid to the naturopath hopefully you're not driving your kid to a conventional medical doctor or a psychiatrist but if you're taking them to a naturopathic doctor you can listen to these programs in your car you can find those again at truthpublishing.com and a couple of legal notes this is copyright 2007 by truth publishing international all rights reserved None uh, none of the information in this program should be construed as medical advice, and nothing in here is intended to treat, diagnose, prevent, or cure any disease or health condition. All the statements made here are my own personal opinion. And even though I do have very sound reasons for making these statements, they are nevertheless my own opinion. This is a podcast, of course, and so there are a few opinion statements in here. But I hope you agree with most of what you've heard here and I hope you remain skeptical with everything that you hear. I hope you check this out. Go to Google. Start Googling this information. Teach yourself the truth about this issue. Find out the truth. Don't just get your information from some doctor who's been taking money from the drug companies and certainly don't get your information from the mainstream media because they're taking money from drug companies left and right. And the FDA, well, gee, no one in their right mind trusts the FDA anymore, except, of course, the drug companies because the FDA is doing their bidding. So remain skeptical, remain informed, and please do everything in your power to protect your children from these dangerous drugs and these evil corporations. Protect your children. That's the best way that you can thank me for putting forth this effort to get you this information and to keep News Target going is to just protect your children. Help me make a difference. Spread this information around. I don't care if you copy the CD and share it with someone else. I'd love you to do that. Rip the CD off. Just get it into the hands of other parents who can benefit from it. That's what I care about. I don't want to see more children stunted in their growth and harmed by these dangerous drugs. And, And in fact, I'd like to see this whole industry overturned this whole sham of psychiatric medicine should come crumbling down real soon now. And it can only do so if people like you, intelligent consumers like you, continue to stay informed and continue to voice your concerns. Speak out. Take a stand. Don't be rolled over by these dangerous corporations, these powerful entities who seem to be in control in society today. They won't last much longer. Trust me, because the truth is coming out about these issues and as this truth comes out that house of cards is going to come falling down so stand up voice your truth and protect the health of your children and thanks for listening this is mike adams here the health ranger for newstarget.com and i will talk to you again soon